Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer of Southeastern 14 here to preview the Revenge Grudge Match. South Carolina traveling to Tennessee. Balls 11.5 point favorites in Neyland Stadium where they win often. Interesting week for those two teams. Last week, South Carolina got a win. Excuse me, but bled a little bit thrown defense and the pass defense in particular. Got a little bit of a running game and, and of course, Got another great game out of Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett because that's what these guys just do this year. The Vols jumped out to 31-0 over UTSA. That was a game that a lot of people circled in the offseason. That could be one of those upsets out of nowhere because of Frank Harris. Well, he didn't play. He didn't play. Joe Milton kind of tail of two halves. First half was great. Second half, not so much. I don't know how much stock I put into that when you're up 31 points on a team that you're favored by 20 over. So I'm going to throw some of that out the window. But, hey, look, it's going to get spicy in Nayland Stadium. I, I think if if there was any sort of a, hey, overlook South Carolina because it's, it's not Alabama or Georgia or some of these teams, Tennessee will be playing down the line. I think what happened in Columbia last year took care of that. Oh, no doubt. The, the Vol Navy – that is going to be descending upon there, those uh-huh. boats coming up on – I mean, and then everybody just packing into that stadium. Chris, I know you've been in there, but if you've never been to Neyland Stadium, let me tell you something. They don't take the standard 18 inches per seat and make that a seat. You are packed in there like yeah. sardines. That's why those numbers are so high on that, on that stadium because they – fit people in that stadium and it is going to be loud and it is going to be a unbelievable environment because South Carolina Shane Beamer's just squad of death for Tennessee last year <laughs> just took their hopes and dreams and dashed them a record year and now they are going to be out for blood as the Gamecocks come back to town I mean I couldn't you couldn't make a better storyline coming into this game between these two teams. I'm so excited. This is why SEC football is great, Chris. Have you ever been in the press box at Nayland Stadium? Never been in the press box, but I have been in the stands multiple times uh, watching games there, and I'm like, I just couldn't believe how close I was to other human beings. I, I yeah. did not like it. What word of advice, if you ever are, pack your binoculars. I, I can hear this experience. <laughs> you're, you're up there. Uh, all right, let's talk about when the Gamecocks have got the ball. Spencer Rattler, Carolina's quarterback, has debatably been the best player in the league so far. Uh, some nights he is just – well, I'm, I'm not going to say getting it done on his own because Xavier Leggett has been just a, a headache. South Carolina is throwing it 57% of the time, averaging eight yards per pass play. That takes sacks out of it, which, by the way, Tennessee is – Really good at generating sacks. And because of that, the Vols giving up just 4.7 yards per passing play. Tennessee's rush defense has been really good too. 3.9 yards per rushing play. Again, that except adjusts for Florida. sacks, except against Florida. Uh, but, you know, the other three have been pretty good, and, and maybe that's who they played. But guess what? South Carolina can't run the ball three and a half yards per carry in terms of rushing plays. Turnover rate, South Carolina 1.5%. Tennessee, 1.7% in terms of forcing them. But here is what stands out to me, Blaine. South Carolina giving up 17 sacks, and Tennessee has got 16. Uh, Those are a little bit of scary numbers if you're Shane Beamer, given the trouble they have had protecting Spencer Rattler at times. And as we have said many a time, 
Tennessee's front is going to be very aggressive against much of anybody. Active. I mean, they are active. active. They are disruptive. Uh, they get they they just create negative plays, and then now they're going to have the you know full throated, well alcohol lubricated crowd on a night game of Neyland. You say that them. for everybody in every night game. Hey. It's the SEC. True. There are people drinking and tailgates are getting after it on a whole day. Like if it's a night game in the SEC, you know what you're about to face. And Neyland Stadium may be right up there with uh with Death Valley with Baton Rouge of what's the craziest around around the around the league. So Neyland at night is gonna be tough. And then you talk about now, okay, that affects you got to make checks at the line. You got to change protections. You know, is the offensive line going to be able to do that without false starting? That puts you behind the chains. Like you said, they've they've had a lot of injuries on that offensive line. So that is the big challenge for South Carolina. That and continuing, and I say continuing because they finally got a modicum of a run game going against Mississippi State and Mario Anderson. They transfer from the D2 ranks, came up to South Carolina, and he got 26 carries, Chris. 26 carries, only produced 88 yards, but, hey, they they pounded the rock with him. Uh, you know, bet him, bet him a diet of it. and Joyner got some carries as well. But if they can just keep you honest with the run game, that's what Spencer Rattler needs. He just needs you to be able to, to honor the run a little bit because Spencer Rattler, 18 of 20, 288 yards, three touchdowns against Mississippi State. And then what he's done, uh, you know, look at the first half of that Georgia game. He has played out of his mind uh, and really helped his NFL draft stock. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see – this Tennessee aggressive defense go against uh, South Carolina. And you mentioned Xavier Leggett, a guy that big shouldn't be able to run that fast. I mean, he is explosive. So going to be some good matchups over there. Yeah, they got a couple guys like that. Be interesting to see if Nicholas Harbor makes a breakthrough at some point this season. Okay, by the way, the scoring numbers, Carolina 28.8, Tennessee giving up 17.3. Let's flip the matchup and talk about Tennessee's offense. Falls averaging 35 flat. Gamecocks giving up 26 and a half. Tennessee's offense, just as it was a year ago, very balanced. 51% of plays are running plays. Tennessee averaging 6.7 yards per running play. Again, as we've said before, there's probably no team in the conference between Tennessee's three really good running backs and its quarterback, Joe Milton, that has got as many running threats as Tennessee. When the Vols pass the ball, it's been disappointing. 6.6 yards per passing attempt. Carolina, though, been leaky, giving up 7.7. Vols turning it over just 1.4% of the time. That was a hallmark of that offense last year. Carolina last year forced a lot of turnovers. Not as many this year, 1.7% of snaps. I feel like Carolina was a good 1% ahead of that number this time a year ago. I think Tennessee, it's it's interesting. Tennessee may be the only team in the league that's averaging more per rushing play than passing play. And, and I think you're going to know what the Vols are w- going to want to do. Uh, unless, of course, you find good Joe Milton and he's hitting guys with consistency. But that has varied wildly, even within the same game this year. Yeah, no doubt. When you're talking about like the the – you know, Joe Milton and the accuracy questions. There's been times where you're like, man, this he's put it together. Here it comes. It, it, mm-hmm. Here it goes. And then the next drive, it's okay. It's three, 
three rows in the stands and we don't know we don't know what happened you know or or throwing it behind a guy they've there's been times where the tennessee not only joe milton there's been problems chris when joe milton has been good the tennessee receivers have not been good <laughs> they've they've dropped balls at times with, with yeah. that so it's been it's been all right can they get on the same page but you have to think chris that they are just watering at the mouth right now watching that film of south carolina versus mississippi state because shane beamer was on record at the press conference saying it was frankly embarrassing because they let Tulu Griffin, uh, a talented receiver for Mississippi State, but they just let him run wide open. I mean, yeah. down the field a couple times, Justin Robinson, same thing. And Tennessee, of course, has every bit of the talent that Mississippi State does at receiver. So I think that secondary is an issue. Can South Carolina make Joe Milton uncomfortable? Can they get pressure uh, with guys up front, you know, and, and, you know, force him to not throw in rhythm. Of course, they have to stop the run. We know that that is the that is the deal. You mentioned all the weapons they have. Dylan Sampson had a big game uh, in this one for Tennessee. We know what Jabari Small can do. Joe Milton took one to the house himself. So stopping the run is incumbent for South Carolina to do if they want to have a chance in this one because if they let that running game get going for Tennessee, Chris, it's going to be curtains early because they're going to have to uh, put extra guys down in the box and then that that secondary was not able to hold up against Mississippi State. They won't be able to hold up against Tennessee. They need to stop that run early to give themselves a chance and try to do it with six guys and not have to bring a seventh guy in the box. Okay, penalties. Carolina getting penalized 51 yards a game. Tennessee 61. Special teams, both these units were really good a year ago. Carolina's was elite. Carolina ranks 81 and SP Plus' special teams rankings coming into this week. That's astonishing. Tennessee is 56. I want to say the Vols were close to top 10 a year ago. But, look, both teams can get you some explosive plays in special teams. So, uh, I have a feeling those are going to come back to more of where we would have expected them. Okay, let's look at the picks here. We've got Vegas has the Vols as an 11.5-point favorite an over-under of 62.5. That makes for a predicted final of 37-26. ESPN's FPI giving the Vols three points for home field advantage has Tennessee a nine-point favorite. SP Plus has Tennessee by 15. And Sagarin has the Vols by nine. So we're looking anywhere from nine to 15. Average that out. It averages out to 11. Okay, Blaine, here is how I see it, and feel free to, to poke holes in it. Did South Carolina have the best player on the field? Yes, maybe the best two players on the field. But I just look at the special teams that slipped, and, and that may come back. But I think that's a place where Carolina has won games in the past. But the biggest two things, I just like Tennessee's defense a lot better. Now, the Vols have put up numbers against a much easier schedule than what Tennessee, than what Carolina has played. And I get that, but I thought Tennessee's defense was a little bit underrated coming into this year. The disruptive part of things, I think, is a little concerning if you're Shane Beamer, given the way your offensive line has failed to pass block at times. That said, I think that line has gotten better, so there's that. But I, And finally, you've got the revenge factor you've got at home. I just think there are more things checking off boxes in Tennessee's favor and I'm going with the balls to get revenge in this one. I don't think you can discount how big a fact the atmosphere 
is going to be. Kneeling is going to be. It's in, in especially circumstances with it coming off last year as well. Um, One thing I would point out about South Carolina is they have some emerging stars, I think, and and Leggett who's doing some things, and then and then TJ Sanders on the defensive side has been really disruptive. I think he'll be able to do some good things. Um, But like I said, said you know, Neyland, the environment thing is going to be too much for the Gamecocks, and then. Two, I just don't think they'll be able to run the ball consistently on that Tennessee front. But, Chris, I thought that against Florida, too. I didn't think yeah. Florida would be able to line up and run the football uh, against them. Obviously, South Carolina is not as good of a running team and doesn't have the quality of backs that Florida does. But give me Tennessee to to win this one. Uh, I think they cover late. You know, Joe Milton probably adds a touchdown late. But I can see this being a – I can see this being a six-point, seven-point ball game uh, with a few minutes to go in the fourth quarter, honestly, and then Tennessee, you know, pulling away there towards the end. But I, I think you're going to see a tremendous gutsy performance by Spencer Rattler on the road, but ultimately the uh, the lack of off play and running back play with him is going to gonna hurt their chances. All right. Well, we have wrapped this one up. We're going to be previewing every single game this week involving SEC teams. Uh, and we're going to be previewing every single game this year involving SEC and FBS teams. Best way to get those, hit that subscribe button. We cover football, baseball, basketball. We've also got a daily show from 11 to noon central every day that I think people have enjoyed. Anyway, thank you for watching. He's Blaine Gilmer. I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. We'll see you again soon. 